This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. Big fans of, of what they're doing, kind of pointing out all the stuff that they have going on <clears throat> in regards to saying, hey, they take care of their people. They take care of local. Some of them are Auburn students. Some of them are just folks that you know want to pick up a few extra hours at work, and they support all that. They support the local economy, and we love that here at the Locked On Auburn Podcast. A big reason why the Locked On Podcast Network has been so successful has been because they've gotten local podcasters like ourselves and local podcasts like the this, the formerly the, the Auburn podcast, and they care about the community. Hey, Fetch Me is the same way. They're not Uber Eats. They're not Grubhub. They're, uh, they're Fetch Me. They're their own thing, and they're, uh, they're right here in Auburn and Opelika, and we're glad to, to be partners with them. So use the free Fetch Me app or FetchMeDelivery.com. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. I'm Zach Blackerby. You're Michael Pappas. Yes, I am. How you doing, bud? I'm pretty good this morning. Had a productive day yesterday. I think today's going to be a pretty productive day. Got some positive momentum going? Oh, yeah. Good. Good. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about the Auburn-Alabama game tonight because uh, well, we'll spend a lot of time re- recapping it tomorrow. I feel like Auburn's in a good spot going into it. A lot of people saying, hey, this could potentially be a trap game. I personally think the trap game is going to be Saturday. That's the one I, I think Auburn's going to drop. I don't think they're going to lose tonight. So we'll see. But did you see the video going around? I quote tweeted it from the Locked On Auburn account. But Nate Oates, first year uh, head mm-hmm. coach for, for Alabama basketball, he was asked about, at a press conference a few days ago, he was asked about Anthony McLemore's comments from months ago. Yeah, last season when he said that he enjoyed playing at Tuscaloosa because he liked watching all the fans be upset because they beat them mm-hmm. when, when, they're, when they're leaving the arena. And Nate Oates was asked about it, and he had to like get him to repeat it. He had to like think about it. It was like this weird, awkward thing where it's like, do you not know how smack talk works? It was very odd. Yeah, that part was odd. Um, it was odd that the reporter felt the need to ask that question like about something that was said three months ago or whatever it was. And he wasn't even a head coach yet at at Alabama. Yeah. And it kind of felt like the reporter was trying to stir some up. I I thought Nate Oates gave a pretty good answer. I'm glad he asked the question, selfishly. I I think Nate Oates ended up saying something like, we'll see how much he likes playing here after Wednesday or after the game on Wednesday or something. So I I thought the response from from Nate Oates was fine. Um, The whole thing was kind of odd. That that's that was my takeaway from it. It was pretty cringy. I've watched the video like six yeah. or seven times now. It's just so uncomfortable. There's so many different elements of it. Like, yeah. why did the reporter ask it? Nate Oates not understanding it, then saying, "Oh, we were smack talking. Okay, we can smack talk. We'll see if he likes that. You know, on Wednesday night. Okay, all right. <laughs> News broke. Yes, I kind of love it though. Sorry oh, to interrupt I, you. I, 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 kinda, I love it too. Like the fact that he's so like. I love when you get these glimpses into coaches and how like locked in they are in, in their perspective sport or whatever. Where he's like, "Oh, oh, it's smack talk." <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're like, "Wait, did you not know?" He's like, ah, "Sorry." <laughs> no way to go, Anthony Mclemore. All I think about yeah. is basketball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's gonna be a fun one tonight. Actually, I don't. I think Auburn's gonna take care of business, but mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll I've got see. a a little a little stat for you. Okay. 
A uh, lot of people are going to listen to this th- uh, Thursday morning. So is it relevant then? Alabama is top 10 in possessions per game. Wow. So it should be a lot of pace, a, a fast paced game. Yeah. yeah. So news broke yesterday right after we got done recording because that happens more than it should. But Tim Hudson is now going to be the pitching coach mm-hmm. for Auburn baseball. A lot of local fans really pumped about that. A lot of a lot of baseball people in this area, big Braves people, rightfully so, just an hour and a half or so down the road, so that makes sense. But they get to double dip a little bit with Tim Hudson. And Tim Hudson's a guy that as soon as he left Auburn, he has given back. He's been a big mm-hmm. part of what this baseball program has been able to do, and he does a whole lot in the community and throughout the state with with the Hudson Family Foundation. Yep. So him being uh, him being on the coaching staff, that's awesome. And I think that is a huge win. One for Butch Thompson for I think he's gonna be a good coach. But two, just, just having him in town all the time. That's that's a big win for Auburn. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think he should be a great addition to the staff and we talk about you know you said he, he's given back a ton to the area, the school, the community. I'm pretty sure he's a volunteer coach since baseball's yeah. only allowed to have two paid coaches. And so it's it's awesome to see. It's awesome for for the kids. It's awesome for like you said, the people in the community. Hard to not like Tim Hudson and his wife. I think her name's. I don't. I think it's Kim. I, I was going to say I think it's Kim, but yeah, it's Kim. Then I was like Tim and Kim. Is that am I making that up? I think it's a thing. Yeah, and so I'm curious to see how that fits in with Butch Thompson's approach. It's uh, mm-hmm. I mean they're both pitching guys, so that that'll be that'll be fun. If I'm a pitcher and Auburn's recruiting me, I, I would want to go there, yeah. especially with what. Casey Mize is doing, and then Tan- Tanner, uh, Burns. Tanner Burns is going to kind of be the next guy in that that guard. You got to love it. So that's uh, that's that's pretty exciting. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Some other hiring news, and we won't spend a whole lot of time on this, but Auburn Volleyball hired their new coach, uh, Brent Crouch. He was at USC. Former coach Rick Nold stepped away on December 2nd. So some other uh, some other coaching news throughout, the throughout Calif- Auburn Athletics. The California USC, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about college volleyball, but it's good that they've got a coach now. Yeah, I've forgotten that Rick Nold stepped away. I'm going to be honest with you. So that's that's on me. Looking at Auburn basketball, Sharif Cup, uh, Sharif Copper, Copper, Sharif Cooper in a in an interview with Auburn Undercover, and once again, I highly recommend subscribing to those guys. I think it's worth every penny. And they probably they always got some kind of special going on. So be sure to check that out. But in an interview with Auburn two four seven. He said Bruce Pearl is one of the greatest coaches he's ever seen. And, of course, Sharif Cooper is going to be the, you know, he's going to be one of the best recruits to ever come through Auburn. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. And then he also said, quote, to me, they're the best team in the country. Looking at all the teams, I feel like they're the best in the country. I don't feel like they've played their best basketball or played their best game possible. So, I mean, we're talking about one of the best recruits in the country and what he thinks about Auburn. Now, clearly, he loves Bruce Pearl. And this is a guy that's talked to every head coach of a relevant program out there because they all want him to come play for him. And Bruce Pearl stood out. And then also, 
he sees, hey, Auburn's really good, and they're still not playing to the best of their ability. That says something to me. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And it kind of echoes what Bruce has been saying. Uh, I believe in his press conference yesterday, he said that he sounds like a broken record because he comes in here, he comes into his press conference every week and says, we haven't played our best basketball yet. It's we true. Need, we need to play a little bit better. And credit to uh, credit to Sharif Cooper. Clearly, he's got a good basketball IQ, and he, clearly he's answering these questions honestly. And that is, uh, I think that's big for him as a person. Speaks to the quality of the young man, if you will. Auburn is going to love Sharif Cooper so much. I mean, the love that they have for Isaac Okoro right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's going to pass the love that they had for Chuma. Wow. But and then Chuma's in a weird spot though because Chuma had the injury that was that turned into like a a rallying point for the team and yeah, the community. Yeah, to do it for Chuma thing. Yeah. But when Isaac goes top five, then it's like, yeah. well, <laughs> I mean, we'll see. But I mean, Sharif Cooper's going to be another lottery guy. I mean, it's crazy that Auburn's going to start having one of these guys every year. I'm not quite. I'm not used to that yet. I kind of hope I never get used to that because that's special considering yeah. oh, what, yeah. I, what I grew up watching is ridiculous and it's just bad, bad basketball. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's so. crazy that going into this game, Auburn is favored going to Tuscaloosa. Usually away teams are not favored yeah. in, in college basketball games, and most of the people think Auburn is still going to win and I, cover. I, yeah. What's the line? Two. I think they cover that. I mean, it's a very close. I mean, it, it's like it's, if they win, they probably cover yeah, it. So. It's a line that's close enough that if you think Alabama's going to cover, you might as well just take the money line. Mm-hmm. I do not think Auburn will be favored on Saturday when they go to Gainesville. They shouldn't be. Florida's been real. In, I mean, they've been super up and down, and I'm sure we'll get into that later in the week. But mm-hmm. they they've been all over the place. I believe they just murdered someone last night. But uh, straight straight murder. They beat Ole Miss by 16, I think. Okay. Because I had Ole Miss plus 11. That's a miss. Jerks. That's a bummer. All right. I want to talk a little football, but not necessarily Auburn, but looking at SEC football, there's a video going around on Twitter where Odell Beckham's giving out money mm-hmm. to the LSU players after the national championship game. An LSU official later said that the money was fake. <laughs> What? Why would Odell Beckham be giving out fake money? <laughs> and then they're like doing an Instagram live or a Snapchat thing where he and um and Justin Jefferson are like in the locker room. Yeah. And Odell's holding Jefferson's cleats and they're like he's like two hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna sell these for two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> and Justin's face, he just kind of looks and opens his mouth. He's like, oh. what? <laughs> It's like, you can do that? The best part of the video, though, is when he turns the camera around and he's like, look at this guy. And it's Zeke. And Ezekiel Elliott is just standing there like, why am I in this locker room? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did Odell rope me into coming into And then the, the first thing that Zeke does, he like rolls his sleeves up and like shows you his arms. It's like, what are you doing? I think he was trying to show some, t- I, I bet you a it was tattoo? like an Ohio State tattoo or Oh, Did that, he win that, a national championship? He, he was on that uh, Cardell Jones team, right? I think, yeah, I think so. I just, that was, th- both of those videos were hilarious. Um, I might be in the minority here. I don't care that Odell was handing out money after the game on the field. Like, I thought that was hilarious when I saw it. Oh, I think it's hilarious too, but just the whole like, okay, everyone knows you can't do it. 
Why yeah. are you doing that? That's true. And and but then someone I, and I, I love the fact that LSU was like, oh no 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 no, it was fake money. It wasn't real. Why would you think it was? And then Orgeron's asked about it. He's like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. I've been drunk since the game ended. <laughs> uh, that whole I don't who does. There, I don't know why you would know this. Any chance you know who LSU opens the season against next year? No idea. Because if I was LSU, you might as well just uh, you might as well just go ahead and announce now that they'll be suspended for like the first drive because they accepted a hundred dollars from Odell Beckham after they won the national championship, and everyone will be like, "Okay, that's fine. Whatever, <laughs> whatever." All right, I want to uh, one more one more topic that I want to touch on today: Auburn football. They officially finished 14th in the final AP poll of the year. Not that it matters, but Auburn finishing in the top 15. I think that's kind of um, I think it's a pretty decent qualifier when you look at how tough the schedule was. And at times, I mean, it kind of seemed like the whole thing was going to fall apart. So it's the third time that Gus Malzahn has finished in the top 15 as head coach. And I think um, I think that's about right. You know, I, I don't think there's 20 teams better than Auburn. I don't. Uh, there's more than ten teams I think better than Auburn. So w- when you look at it, okay, that that Alabama win I think really kind of saved the season, and that's not a hot mm-hmm. take or anything. But if that had gone a different way, I think the attitude is totally different. I, yeah, I I I wow words. I think you are completely correct, and I, I think we. I mean, said it's all it, obvious. I'm not saying anything crazy, yeah, but it's just I, you know, fourteenth is pretty good. Now I know a lot of people are saying like, "Hey, you know, if it's if if you ain't first, you're last." Little Ricky Bobby action, and I'm okay with that mindset. But at at some point, you got to think about what you accomplished and what you had to face that other people didn't have to face. I think there's sixty. It's either sixty three or sixty five Power Five schools, and then Notre Dame and BYU. And uh, I consider BYU a Power 5 school. Sure. A lot of people don't. Uh, So if you think about it like that, like 14th is very good. And that is, you know, you're finishing raking in a poll. Obviously, you've beaten Alabama, who finished above you. And I think a lot of people would agree in in head-to-head matchups with some of those teams, Auburn would probably win. But with the schedule Auburn faced, the number of top 10, top 5 opponents that they've had this season – I think that is definitely something that they should be proud of, that they finished 14th. And an easy comparison would be Texas A&M. Texas A&M, I think, played... Like, their opponents had a better record than Auburn's by a a game or two or something like that. And A&M finished with, like, what, five or six losses and not in the top 25. and Or South Carolina. South Carolina played a schedule that was equally as difficult as Auburn's, and they had, what, four wins? So I, I know that people don't like that comparison and people think that's getting complacent or, or or not wanting to be the best, but, you know, every team cannot have the season that LSU had this year. There's a reason that it was so incredible and is being talked about like one of the best ever. Brandon sent us a tweet at Locked on Auburn, at Couch Tato, at Z Blackerby. Hope you guys are right about the future of hashtag Auburn football emoji. Hard to believe we're going to have a good team losing our best defensive guys and keeping that atrocious offense. Not to mention Gus recruits well, then chokes every year. WDE. Well, first off, I think we're going to get a lot of this over the offseason, so I'm going to go ahead and do this thing. One, it's okay to be hopeful. 
It's okay to be hopeful about things that you want to happen. If you want your football team to be good and the team that you pull for in whatever sport, it's okay to get excited about it and get let down later. There's nothing wrong with it. I know it's a cool thing to mope and to doubt mm-hmm. and all that. And, and Brandon, I'm not calling out you specifically, but like, you know, it, it's okay. Like, it's okay to be excited about the unknown going into the 2020 football season. The, uh, the offense was bad last year. I don't think they're keeping it because they got a new offensive coordinator, and I, I believe that he is going to be able to put a fingerprint on there, and you're going to see Chad Morris's offense more than what we saw um, Gus Malzahn's offense this past year. So I, I think that's one thing. The defensive guys, yeah, you're going to lose to Eric Brown and Marlon Davidson. You knew that going into last year. It's just like you're going to lose good players. It's, it's part of college football. And I so also, I, I think guys are going to step up and, you know, they didn't overreact and get a lot of Juco guys on the defensive front. So they clearly believe that they have guys to fill those holes going into the next season. I also think it's worth noting that coming into this 2019 football season, no one expected Marlon Davidson to play as well as he did this year. That's true. So, yes, Marlon Davidson stepped up and had a huge year, but it's a situation where he stepped up. And had a huge year. There is a guy on this defensive line who could step up and have a huge year next year. My guys are are, are Tyron Truesdale mm-hmm. and Connus Miller. I think they are going to be a, an awesome one-two punch. You got Big Cat over there, and mm-hmm. so I, I, a lot I, of people are really high on Big Cat around the country that mm-hmm. I've seen. Painter's really high on Derek Brown. We or not Derek Brown, uh, Derek Hall. Yes, he is high on Derek so, Hall. Yeah, um, he's another heard, edge guy. Yeah, so. and. They've got recruits coming in. Um, yes, they lose a lot of talent out of the secondary also, but you know they're bringing in a lot of talent. They've got a lot of talent with a lot of experience behind those guys. I, I'm a lot less worried about the defense than I am about the offensive line, but I agree with you. I mean, I'm, I'm a Browns fan, so I know all, all about what it's like to have hope going into a season sure. and having, you know, and, and being disappointed, and. Yeah, it'd be real easy for you and I to come on here every day and be like, well, it's still Gus Malzahn. Oh, we could bash him if we wanted to. But why? Yeah, that's not not helping anybody. Wouldn't you rather go into the season having your hopes high, feeling like Auburn's got a real shot? And if you look around the SEC, I, I think it's very fair to say Auburn's got a real shot next season. And... I I don't see I guess I don't really see the advantage of being super cynical and being like well the offense stunk last year they're gonna stink again next year the offense got better from 2018 to 2019 I know that's tough to hear but you know I I have all the numbers from all the scoring I've gone through them Auburn averaged about a field goal more per game in scoring average like average scoring in 2019 than they did in 2018. And that was with a new quarterback who's a true freshman and a bunch of skill position guys who were still rather young. So, yeah, the offense struggled at times, but hopefully they'll be better next year. They should be. Michael, where can people find you and hear you, bud? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Um, if you're into gambling right now, college basketball, NBA, uh, you can follow me in the Action Network app. That's where I put all my picks every day. And uh, you can hear me on the lunch break. At the end of each hour, the 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock hour, um, the final segments. And then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, this week, I'll be on the drive with Bill Cameron. Awesome. 
Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackaby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and like it on Facebook to search Locked on Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked on Auburn podcast. It's the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.